right, welcome in. This is the Big Kid Show, the Notorious B.I.G. Show. I'm your host, Nick, and with me as always, I got two of your favorites, two of my favorites, two of the Big Kid Elite. I'm talking about Marcus, the Land Sharkus, and Mr. B. Brian Blair. How are we doing tonight, fellas? Doing awesome. Wonderful. Thank you, listeners. We welcome and appreciate your applause. So what do we got on the menu for tonight here, kids? We will be playing one of our favorite formats, and that's called Three Questions. And you've heard it here before because this is your favorite show, so you're coming back for a little bit more. Three questions. Three questions all surrounding one central topic. And because the football season is upon us and we are big kids but we are also very big fans of college and nfl football so today we're going to base our three questions all around the national football league that's right three questions all about football and here we go let's start things off with our very first question and this will actually be a bit of an exercise that i think that we should do together here gentlemen So this first question, what we're going to do is we are going to rank from worst to best five quarterbacks that were all drafted in the same draft class. That was the draft class of 2018. All the big kids, just think back a few years ago to 2018. You're watching the NFL draft. Five quarterbacks go in the first round. Big time. Big time, right? We have Baker Mayfield, who went off the board first to the Cleveland football Browns. We have Sam Darnold, who went to the New York Jets. We have Josh Allen, who went to the Buffalo Bills. Josh Rosen, chosen Rosen, who went number 10 overall to the Arizona football Cardinals. And then Lamar Jackson, one of the most exciting football players to watch. He rounds out the first round, coming in with the 32 pick overall going to the hated Baltimore Ravens. So now that we've had four years of these five fine football players, let's look back and let's see, big kids, did they get it right? Because they are telling us by this draft order that Baker Mayfield would be the best of these five quarterbacks, or at least the best for the Browns. And here we sit four years later, And I don't think that any of us will feel that Baker Mayfield is the best out of this draft class. So what are you talking about? We need somebody. We need somebody to start things off. And I'll tell you what, since I just kind of sprung this question on you guys here and you didn't really know what we would be talking about tonight, I'll kick things off. I will go with number five. I'll name the number five right now. I will say Josh Rosen, chosen Rosen, the one who was drafted 10th overall. He's the fourth in this order of five. I think he's the worst of the five, and and I'm going to base that just simply off of he's received the least amount of starts, the least amount of wins. He's now sitting on the Browns depth chart, nonetheless, at number three, but, but technically he would be the fourth string quarterback on the Cleveland football Browns because of their shady starting quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who's going to be suspended for 11 games. So you wonder, does Chosen Rosen even have a spot on that roster 11 weeks into the NFL season? Yeah, I I think just looking at Josh Rosen and he, I mean, is he on his third team now? Is that Mm -hmm. correct? So, I mean, there's kind of a sign Maybe his fourth. He was on Tampa Bay for a little bit. 
Yeah, so, so he might even be on his fourth team. So I think it just, you know, it's one thing to be great in college. It doesn't always transfer to the pros. And um, he was one that I was excited to see in the NFL and just it didn't work. So the fact yeah, that he's a backup's backup now in his fourth year or fifth year, it's, you know, not looking good because it's very hard to get a shot to show yourself again when you're that far down the depth chart. I mean, it's just... You hope you hope your smarts keep you on a team as a third string quarterback, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, I, he's definitely at the bottom of the barrel with this list, and I didn't even know he was on the Browns, so that's news to me. Although, as I quickly looked that up, uh, the the big kid research team f- shoved a piece of paper in front of my Bam! face, and there was a uh, tweet put out by a. A reputable NFL insider that says, keep an eye on how things are going with QB Josh Rosen in Cleveland, dot, dot, dot. Hmm, what could that mean? Could he be the starter this year? That would be interesting. But uh, I I think the biggest thing with Josh Rosen is I thought he was a giant D-bag from the minute he got drafted. (laughs) And I can confidently say that because I remember hearing his, um, his draft interview and he confidently said, there were nine mistakes ahead of me drafted. Mm-hmm. Okay, buddy. <laughs> right, right. Well, and and okay, to, give, to give a lot of these guys credit, I mean, when you get to that point, you know, you're, I mean, you're playing on the best colleges. You clearly are performing yeah. well enough for them to even think about you in the first round. I mean, just to even to be thought of as a first round quarterback, you are legit yeah. badass in the college. But for sure. there's, a, there's a lot of factors that get to that. It's not just your play. It's, you know, like, oh, you played for an amazing university with the top wide receivers and top offensive linemen and all this stuff that in the NFL, everyone's a badass. So it yeah. doesn't really show your skill set until you get in there and practice and realize, oh, you kind of suck. Well, and yeah. one thing that I'm always a little leery of when it comes to draft day and drafting these, especially quarterbacks, mainly quarterbacks. I don't know that this translates to the other positions for me as a as a worrisome thing but when when i see a guy who you know there's a certain talent level there with josh rosen there's no mistaking that i mean you have to have a certain talent level to even get to the nfl level he's managed to stay there even though he's not been successful exactly and you know Mark, we'll we'll circle back to something that you said just a minute ago. The dot dot dot. Does Josh Rosen is is chosen Rosen the the chosen one to be the first string quarterback for the Browns for for weeks one through what would what would essentially be weeks one through twelve because they have a bye week in there and and Watson is suspended for eleven games, not eleven weeks. There's no chance. There's no chance. Like the thing, the thing that I think that they're throwing out there without actually posing the question for us is keep an eye on Rosen because there could be some other franchise out there that goes, you know what? We need a backup or we need a third stringer. This guy is technically their fourth stringer and we won't need, we won't carry four quarterbacks once Watson comes back. So, as he and the reason why they're saying keep an eye on him is he has looked good in training camp and he has looked good in the preseason play that he he's competed in. However, mm-hmm. Brissett was brought here to be the number two, no matter what, no, no matter what happened with the suspension. And then uh, Dobbs, who is would be our third string quarterback once Watson returns, he's looked 
I mean, people say Josh Rosen's look good. Dobbs has looked fantastic. Like in Dobbs, one thing that I like too is when you have teams like, look at the Ravens. They got Lamar Jackson. He's a superstar. They got a a guy with a similar skill set to back him up and Huntley. I think that you do that so you don't have to change your offense. And Dobbs Mm -hmm. looks like a less talented, smaller version of Deshaun Watson. So that's why I think Dobbs becomes your your third stringer. And yeah, so Rosen has a little bit of talent, obviously, to get to this level. But the thing that I was pointing out is the thing that's always scared me is when I see guys in college that are on good college teams and I don't think that they're winners at the end of the day. Rosen wasn't. I mean, he UCLA, he didn't have a great record. He w- had a winning record, but he wasn't blowing anybody's skirt up. And uh, I, I'm always a little leery of that. When you, when you talk about other people on this list, Josh Allen played at a small school, won a ton of games. Baker Mayfield won a ton of games at Oklahoma. Lamar Jackson won a ton of games at Louisville. You know, these guys are are yep. going out there to kick ass and take names and win games and get trophies. And I felt like Rosen and one other guy that I did not mention that's on this list, Sam Darnold, I think both kind of I don't know. They just they just didn't win at a high level even at the co- the collegiate level. And I think there was questions even with Rosen about, you know, coming into the draft and I, you know, I I I get being confident that makes sense to me. Um, I mean, the rest of that quote was, I'll make sure over the next decade or so that they will know they made a mistake. I just feel I get being frustrated. And to your point, uh, Mr. B, I think a lot of these guys have been, they've been at the top of the program that they've been in for so long that they don't know what it's like to not be the top guy. And they don't know what it's like to not dominate. Um, now, I think that the NFL is a bit of a wake up call for a lot of these guys, but you know, Josh Rosen, is he talented? Yes, obviously. I mean, the guy's still playing in the NFL. He has a job in the NFL at this point. So to even do that, you have to have a certain level of talent. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I do think he'll, you know, it'll be interesting to see if he gets dropped. I mean, Dobbs never caught on with the Steelers, who needed a quarterback badly so I, I you know I don't I don't think he's really much of a step up from from where Rosen is so it'll be interesting to see what the Browns do once uh, the massage king comes back and oh. uh you know starts playing starts playing Stop. games again <laughs> but um yeah I I think do you mind if I move on to number four well, here real quick before me? we move on I'm a Browns yeah. fan and I don't mind throwing this out there I'm a Browns fan and I don't care if Deshaun Watson ever plays another game of football it, it would not bother me one bit yeah. uh, but and, but I'm also glad that I'm not the one that has to make those decisions right because um, it's a it's a very tough and bizarre and weird and gross situation uh, yes Mark why don't you pick number four for us so Josh Rosen we have at number five I do think that Rosen hangs around the NFL for a while as a, as a backup or a third yeah. stringer um, so yeah. go ahead and hit us with who you think is number four from I mean, worst just to real, best real quick to cap on that I mean the Bengals backup is Brandon Allen and I don't see Josh Rosen possibly being worse than Brandon Allen so as much as I love that he's Burrow's buddy. Anyway, right. um, so Sam Darnold wouldn't be next on my list. And it's it's interesting because Nailed Sam it, Darnold yeah. is Nailed now it. on the same team as Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So they actually squared off against each other. Um, Sam Darnold, I thought, was put into an absolutely horrible 
position, which Josh <laughs> Rosen wasn't put into a great position either. But um, if, sorry to all you Jets fans out there. I Man, they just they can't seem to put one foot in front of the other and not fall sideways, you know, and I think I like the guy they've got now in Zach Wilson. Um, but I think Sam Darnold just unfortunately came into a very bad situation. I actually thought when he went to Carolina, he was going to have a bit of a resurgence. And he actually did for the first, I don't know, whatever it was, five or six games. He looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of fell back off off the cliff. And it's always interesting because you never know with these guys. Obviously, you have to have a certain level of physical talent to make it in the NFL. But you always wonder, is it a case where they don't have the mental capacity to handle? And and let's be honest, I mean, quarterback has to be one of the toughest positions in all of sports. I'm seeing ghosts. Yeah, the ability, that's right, seeing ghosts. The ability to process within milliseconds is just unbelievable. Um, I mean, it's not something I could do. So, you know, as much as I knock on these guys, they would stomp me in the ground of a game of backyard backyard football but i think sam darnold to me had the tools i thought he would take a step um and it was kind of a shame that he didn't take a step with the panthers but for that reason i think he ends up at number four yeah i number four easily and i think the besides some handful of exceptions very rarely is the number one pick when it's a quarterback are they successful because they're going on literally the worst team in the nfl and they usually want to play these guys too fast and it messes with their confidence. And I think Sam Darnold is a perfect example of getting thrown into there. I mean, the quote you just said, Big Nick, of seeing ghosts. I mean, he just, you know, he's on a team that's not ready. He didn't get a chance to really absorb the speed. And I mean, again, go back 30 years and look at the number of quarterbacks that went number one and how successful they were. There's only a handful that were actually pretty good. So unfortunately, yeah, Sam Darnold, I kind of like him too, but just, you know, tough break. And then, of course, he's with Carolina and sounds like Baker Mayfield's going to take the starting spot now. But again, also a concern that if you're drafted in the first round and you're on your second team in four years, it's another sign there. You're not a franchise quarterback. Well, and, you know, we don't need to feel bad for any of these guys. They, they've all gotten paid. You know, Sam Darnold's making really good money to hold a clipboard this year. And, and I think the best job, most envious job in America is backup quarterback because you can make a few million a year. And he's, I think he stands to make like $18 million this year. So I won't be crying any tears for Mr. I'm I'm not, but I think Samantha Darnold for these guys to get to this (laughs) point, they are, I mean, they've been competitors basically since they probably were like 10. So to take that away and suddenly I'm not the best at my position right. and I don't get to compete, that's got to be tough to swallow. I mean, again, we're talking about a guy that's making more money than I'll probably make in my whole life sitting on the bench. But, you know, I would want to compete. I would be like, I want to play, man. I have been having yeah. a tough time sitting here when I've been the best and the most elite person at my sport for my whole life, basically. I mean, these guys were probably dominant in middle school, high school, college, of course. And then you're like, wow, I'm... I'm not even a top 50 quarterback now. Well, and I shouldn't make fun of him uh, because y- Mr. B, you were right. Miss- and Mark, you were right, too. He goes to the Jets and their line was terrible. Their offensive line was horrible. And yeah, they had a- they had shit for a running game, right? Like, There's it- a reason why they were the worst team in the league when they drafted yeah. them. <laughs> and number exactly. two. 
and a young quarterback, a, a good, a good, smart, strong running back can be his best friend for that first year or so to to take some of the pressure off of the quarterback. All right, so through two, we have Josh Rosen at number five, Sam Darnold at number four. Mr. B, you pick the three. Pick the three spot. An easy pick. It's Shaken Baker Mayfield. Shaken Bake Baker <laughs> yeah. Mayfield. Which he was one that I I didn't like him in college because he beat my Ohio State Buckeyes. But um, at the time when you watched him in college, he was one of the best athletes on the field. Yeah, you know, even as, as a quarterback, I mean, he just was so athletic. He couldn't and, outrun those police that chased him down on campus well, that night. Not, not them, but yeah. hey, the police, the police are fast. Oh, That's man. right. They're on roller skates. <laughs> and I think, I mean, he's another example of he goes to the Cleveland Browns, which in 2017 were the worst team in the league. You know, they didn't really do much to improve their team. It's really hard. And plus, it's just... The gap between college and NFL is ridiculous. I mean, the best guy in college might not even make it in the NFL. So these guys are everybody runs a four seven forty or better, and suddenly you're like, holy crap, this game is ten times faster. And he just didn't really have a great time in Cleveland. I hope. I mean, I, I hope he has a good shot with uh, Carolina. It's just you know, can he get the speed up and can he get himself you know, in a place to make plays and be confident and, you know, go forward. But yeah, he's, he would be our, my number three on our 2018 draft class. Yeah. I think Baker's an interesting one. I, I wasn't a huge fan of him coming out of college just because again, I, he's pretty cocky, I, but yeah, yeah I, I don't mind like cocky's okay. It's a fine line, right? Cause I mean, you know, you look at Joe Burrow and, and people could say he's, but very he was, cocky, he but was, confident. He was, he was cocky. classy cocky. He was classy cocky. Yeah, confident <laughs> and cocky to me are are slightly different. You know, I mean, obviously Baker, um, you know, cro- grabbing his crotch, running across the field at guys and stuff right. like. I don't know. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and then he went to the Browns, which, no offense, Nick, was even more of a reason. Um, even though the Browns probably are my second favorite team in the the North, if I had to pick, but um, I think that. He's a talented guy. I think he's one of those guys to me that it's probably a little bit of two things. One, he he thinks he can do a little more than he really can do, and he kind of hasn't really realized that he's not going up against the same type of athletes that he did in college. Um, they're a lot more talented. And secondly, I think he he kind of feels like he's – like maybe it's a mental thing where he's not as locked in. I don't know. I mean, a lot of the the mistakes I saw from him were they seemed like mental mistakes. But he turned it on against every time they played the Bengals. I mean, especially the past two years, he he won. You know, no, so I mean, you, you can see the physical attributes are there. It's more of just sure you get you get into the confidence stuff. I mean, I think that's the thing. It's trusting yourself. Of I'm making the right read. I'm throwing it in the right spot. Um, yeah. Trusting your receivers. I mean, there's so many factors that it's not just. Like oh, that's Baker Mayfield's fault too. I mean, it's they're just yeah. it's a it's a team game, which is what I love about the NFL. Is even you put the best player on a shitty team, it's going to be a shitty team. <laughs> I mean, well, you got to have, have multiple good players to make the team any good. So, yeah, when the Browns took him, I literally was like, oh shit! Like I I thought that he was going to be the guy that was going to you know be a ten year, twelve year quarterback so for the too. Browns and I thought he was going to cause problems and 
I like when the other teams in, in our division have good quarterbacks because to me it's interesting. Um, you want to watch good competition. You want to watch. Yeah, them. yeah. So even this year without Roethlisberger, as much as I didn't like him, it's like, man, I, I kind of enjoyed that that rivalry there. But yeah, Baker surprised me. I mean, I do think just like uh, Darnold, I, I do think he'll have a bit of a resurgence um, that will actually stick this time. I think he's got the tools. I think I think he has the mental makeup to be able to not be um, – brought down and not see ghosts like his uh, teammate now <laughs> and yeah. uh, and be able to do well. Well, and Matt Rule is telling us that Baker's better than Sam by choosing him as the starter in that yep. situation down there in Carolina. And it's interesting to me how this bit of musical chairs with, with three of these five quarterbacks. And to tell you what, if – if you were to review this after their rookie seasons, you would say Baker Mayfield was probably number one, being best ranked, being the best yeah. out of these five, because he comes in, he doesn't play a full season. He gets 25 touchdown passes, which ties the NFL rookie record for touchdown passes in a single season. And, it, and by the way, that, he tied that record. The other guy that made that record was Peyton Manning. Now, I believe that record has since been beaten, but, um, you know, that's some good company to be in there if you're Baker Mayfield to have your name right next to Peyton Manning's and that storied Absolutely. career. But here we are, you know, Josh Rosen starts only a few games his rookie season. Sam Darnold looks okay his rookie season but again he's on the jets lamar jackson doesn't play half the season or so his rookie year josh allen he's you know not very accurate with the passing his completion percentage was rather low for a starter in the nfl his rookie season so after one season you'd say baker mayfield was the best and here we sit after four seasons and we say he's probably right in the middle of the road here. And if you're the Browns, you're looking at this board and going, wow, man, we really missed out on Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, who are the two that we are left yep. with to come up with for uh, the number two spot. So the, the second best out of this class, out of the first rounders in this 2018 draft class, Mark, what say you? Pick the number two guy. Say it at the same time, Mark. One, two, One, three. Two, three. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Which is Jackson. interesting <laughs> because he's the only one of these five who have won an MVP. Yeah. And I, I think so. The reason for me, um, I mean, we're in the top two. To me, both of these top two are franchise quarterbacks. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um. I think they they share a lot of similarities. They both have very strong arms, uh, him and Josh Allen. They both can be mobile in the pocket. Obviously, Lamar Jackson, um, probably a little more so, but not He's got, not the, he's got the wheels. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the knock for me for Lamar Jackson was always hold your breath until the game that he gets his knee wiped out. And to his credit, the guys figured out a way to be able to do it without that happening. So, you know, I mean, I think it's kudos to him because I, I thought his style wouldn't last long in the NFL. And he's proven me wrong to this point. Um, I mean, there's people that say he's not a true passer. <sighs> maybe. I mean, maybe not to the extent of, of certain quarterbacks, but I think he has enough that with his weapons, 
or his weapon as a runner combined with what he can do throwing the ball, that's plenty enough of a threat. I think to me, the Ravens have lacked giving him a true number one weapon. I mean, I, I, I can't remember a receiver they've had since Lamar Jackson's been there, which is watch out for that guy. Right. I mean, he's he'll burn you like Hollywood Brown. No, you know, I mean, they haven't really had that guy. So to me, that's kind of more of they don't put the the right pieces around him. Um, And you can make the same argument for even like an Aaron Rodgers where they, you know, the the Green Bay, (laughs) the running meme of uh, them not drafting a first round receiver. Yep. You know, I think they've got a Baltimore's got to put some more weapons around him. Obviously, Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in the league. Yeah, but I think you also need that guy to take the take the top off the defense. Well, and I think to def- to kind of look at those the uh, the running quarterbacks, if you kind of want to put them in a box, is usually they have a good year or two, then defenses figure them out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem. Is then you they say, all right, you're going to have to beat us with your passing game. And to your credit, like you said, yeah, if you don't have the receivers that can beat the defensive backs, you're in trouble. And you actually mentioned uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm curious to see how he does this year because Mm -hmm. he doesn't really have an elite wide receiver on the team. And he's always been a top quarterback. So I'm curious to see, like, can he make these receivers good? Or is that going to be a whole thing of like, hey, these guys aren't even getting open, like, so Lamar Jackson, I also too, you wonder is all right. So he's going into year five. At some point, these guys start to lose a step. I mean, yeah. just you naturally get slower. I mean, nobody gets faster as they get older. And <laughs> so I'm just curious to see how he does. I mean, I think he has a lot of upside because of that. Um, it, always the ding has been that he's not always very accurate with the deep ball, and you know sometimes his decision making is not great. But at any given time, he could go run for 70 yards on you and score a touchdown. So, you know, yeah, he's he was clearly my number two as well. So we were all on the same page there. Right. And that leaves us with uh, Josh Allen as the number one. I will say this about Lamar. Like he is one of the most electric players that I've ever watched. And I'm not a huge fan of running quarterbacks and. I just think he's so exciting to watch. His running style, will it'll probably change over the years, but one thing that was different about him was he wasn't taking these unnecessary bad hits like like RG3 or even mm-hmm. Michael Vick would take these these horrific hits. He had a different style that he made everybody miss and he rarely got hit. And I think he would either slide or run out of bounds. And and I think, Mr. B, you really hit on something with your analysis there. It's when does he lose a step? Because when he does lose a step, when he does lose that extra gear that he goes into, that's when he will start taking those hits. And that's when this thing could could be worrisome very soon. And what's very odd here is as I sit here and look at the schedule and think about what's going on in the NFL – you know, Josh Rosen being the third on the Browns, Sam Darnold being the second on Carolina Panthers. We could be sitting here September 11, 2022 on a Sunday, the first Sunday of NFL football of this season, and only one of these guys be playing 
starting quarterback on that day because Josh Rose or Josh Allen, excuse me, plays on that Thursday to, to kick off the season. And Lamar Jackson still has not worked out his contract with the Baltimore Ravens. Good point. <laughs> That's a good point. That's yeah. an interesting situation. Yeah. And it's when we talk about Josh Allen, it's interesting, like you said, because, you know, if we would have had this discussion after the first year of the draft, we would have been like, yeah, Josh Allen would probably be at the bottom. But yep. he's developed every year to where, I mean, if you kind of want to use it as a like fantasy football as a gauge of their scoring ability, he's one of the top quarterbacks this year in terms of fantasy football numbers. Yep. Yeah. So again, I know fantasy football doesn't necessarily translate into skill actual level. wins and yeah. yeah. But but yeah. I mean he's he's and a lot of the stuff I've read, he's number one or number two quarterback. So he's one that's improved over the years in terms of his pocket passing, and he still has the physical size and speed, which I'm really curious to see how he does this year because I think the Bills are looking pretty tough to be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, I think they're definitely a Super Bowl contender. I mean, yeah, fantasy football it definitely isn't the only meter, but I mean, I had him two years ago, and he's part of the reason that I went to the Super Bowl in our league. And that was the championship. <laughs> that was the first year that he really had like the breakout year. Um, but it's that guy, like you said, has taken step after step after step and just mm -hmm. continuously gotten better. You know, in his rookie year, he wasn't the greatest and just continues to get better. And really that's what you want from a quarterback. And the earlier yeah. it happens, the, the better years you're going to get out of him on the rookie contract, which is kind of the, the important thing. Cause once you start shelling out, what, what is it now up to 55, 60 million a year? Oh my God. I mean, yeah. that's just insane money, you know? So, yeah. But yeah, Josh hey, Allen, very deserving of number one. Hey, it's, sure. it's funny. We literally didn't pre-discuss any of this, and we had them ranked exactly all the same. So good yep. job, yep. gentlemen. Exactly. Well, and to kind of put, a, put a, the, a bow on it here with that first question, Josh Allen is the Las Vegas favorite for the league MVP for this year. So um that 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 Keep tells us mind, that folks. Uh, that tells us that that we are on the right track here. All right, let's go to our second question of the evening, shall we? This one's a little more fun, right? We have one of the most famous NFL families out there and that's right we're talking about the Mannings. And if you don't know who the Mannings are, well that's uh I feel bad for you. You should probably <laughs> get an internet connection. But um, uh, the big kids are invited to the Manning Thanksgiving every year. Archie Manning <laughs> is world famous, known for being a great quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. He's he he is Nolans. Mr. Nolens. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually I I ate at one of his restaurants uh, at at Manning's. It's either is it Archie's or is it Manning's? I can't. I, think it's Archie's. Anyway, I don't know. One Memory of them. Master. I, I ate at one of them in, in when I was in New Orleans. Um, then we have the, the oldest son, Cooper Manning, who was a uh, wide receiver, I believe, but due to injury, doesn't have much mm -hmm. of, didn't play much in the NFL or even in the NFL at all. If I, I don't know much about his football background. Uh, we have Peyton Manning, who is probably the most famous of the four. He is multiple times been the league MVP. He's won a, a couple Super Bowls with two teams, mind you, which has not been done by too many too many players at quarterback. And then we have the young brother Eli Manning, 
who won two Super Bowls with the New York football giants. So we need to pick who is your favorite Manning of the four and why? I'll, I'll, I'll rip this off. So I, I love this question because the Manning family is very interesting. A, the fact that you can have that many family members play quarterback in the NFL, it's got to be, I, I'm sure that hasn't been a thing that's happened. Two brothers and a father. And I've even heard stories that the brothers talked about Cooper was a better athlete than them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think, yeah, he, I think with injury, he didn't get to show his skills, but the fact that they're saying, no, he was a better athlete than both of us is crazy. And these guys are, you know, Peyton's probably a hall of fame quarterback. Eli's probably on the cusp. I mean, hell, he won two Super Bowls, but my favorite actually would be Peyton Manning. He's okay. Be my favorite. A, because I love the way he approached the game as a quarterback. He was 100% business. It was, let's get the job done. I mean, even stuff where like, I mean, you would see him on the home field and he'd be like getting the crowd to shut up. He's like, I'm trying to do work here. You guys are yelling. Why don't you let me run the show here? We're trying to win. And then, of course, you see him post-retirement and they have a, a great sense of humor. I mean, Peyton, even with some of the commercial he does, yeah. he's really loose and he would be a fun guy to like play around a golf with and just have a beer. I would love yeah. to just kind of just talk to him about stuff. You know, I feel like him and I probably would be best friends. <laughs> Maybe he could spot you a few uh, shots on the golf course. Right? Oh, he would, he would destroy <laughs> me at golf. I'm not saying I have any shot at it, but it would be fun to, you know, just, I, I, he, he seems like a very interesting guy. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to choose Peyton as my Peyton as my favorite Manning. That's my choice. Quality he, choice. He could sell you some insurance too. Like you, Absolutely. he could be your uh, insurance. Why is on your side? I would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I need some supplemental. Yeah this this is a great question, Nick, because I think they're all likable. I mean, even the dad. Like if you hear him talk, you you could tell he probably was a bit of a disciplinarian. But obviously, he did something right. He's got two two boys that went to the NFL. Um, you know, and, 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 hey, not only went to the NFL, won Super Bowls. Won Super Bowls, <laughs> correct. <laughs> And to your point, um, Mr. B, I think I never really looked at Eli as I thought he was a good quarterback. I never thought he was as good of a quarterback as Peyton, but obviously good enough to start, good enough to win a Super Bowl. You know, so the guy is very talented. And I think when you look at uh, when you look at his uh, commercials and things like that, they both have a very relaxed nature. But to me, it's got to be Peyton. I don't know if I've ever laughed as hard as I have at some of Peyton Manning's commercials. Um, you know, there's one of them where I think it was MasterCard where he like is cheering people on when they're like having every day like bad things happen. There's a guy working a latte machine and the steam just like blasts him in the face. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, way to go, way to go. <laughs> I mean, it's just so many good, funny, like legitimately laugh out loud, funny commercials that the guy was in. And so I think to me, he's just so likable and that's outside of just the complete respect I have for the guy on a football level. And I think you have to have respect for all three of them. But to me, Peyton is definitely, I think, top of the class when it comes to quarterback of the three. And then also when it comes just from an entertainment value, um, Eli is very close on the entertainment scale, but I think I'll still, I'll still roll with Peyton. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, old Manning Peyton. Well, yeah. Dead. And it's yeah. especially the fact that Archie. they ha they have the uh um the 
is it, I think it's ESPN where they do the Manning brothers kind of watch the football game mm-hmm. and dictate, yep. which I, I've watched a few times. And the fact that they even put that in production shows you that they're like, hey, these are not only crowd favorites, but that they're entertaining. Because, I mean, think about how many times they've probably pitched that with other sports analysts. And they're like, no, we're going to have the Manning brothers do it. And, I mean, clearly it's something that, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever watched it, but it's there's yeah, some funny stuff there. It's pretty funny. So I don't know if you saw Mr. B, but they actually, I think it was the first couple weeks that they had him on there. They were getting more views than the actual <laughs> broadcast, which exactly. I think that alone tells you everything you need to know. I mean, there was one of them where it was Oakland and Peyton puts on the visor like Gruden and has the you know the <laughs> headphones on the headset with the mic. You know, I, they're just they're very entertaining guys. Yeah. Both of them are. No, and, and I, 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 they can pretty much pick what they want to do post yeah. NFL retirement, and um, so yeah, I mean, and again, as you said, that I, I don't want to slight Eli. If anything, I want to give him credit that that's got to be really tough to follow in your brother's footsteps and yep. and make your own way. I mean, you're you're following your dad, your brother's ahead of you. You know, he's drafted number one, and you go in there, you end up. He was was he drafted number one too, Eli? Uh, so, I think he was number. He was, he, right? was, because, he was a top draft pick. I, I know that. Well, because there was the whole thing with Philip Rivers and he, him. And he, wanted and he didn't to want traded. to go to San Diego and he yeah. got traded. Yeah. But still, I mean, obviously ended up winning Super Bowl. So, I mean, that's you got to appreciate that in itself, too. That's pretty amazing to say, hey, I'm I'm the youngest brother here and I'm still busting my ass and winning championships. Absolutely. Well, what what's really interesting here, we talk about being drafted with the Mannings. Archie Manning was the second overall pick of his draft class. All right. Peyton, Peyton was number one in his draft class. Mm-hmm. Eli was number one in his draft class. Oh, see, I thought Eli was one. Okay. Yeah. So, but he did have that snafu of he didn't want to go to San Diego for whatever reason. And so they, they traded him so away. They that, were forced that, to trade him away. That, I'm sure that's going to be the first, last, and only time two brothers have been drafted number one in the NFL ever. I don't see and, it ever ever happening again. That's got to be a anomaly in science for and, that to even happen. <laughs> Cooper was Cooper was considered one of the top prospects in the country coming out of high school. He goes to Ole Miss, highly recruited That's player right. for Ole Miss, but then he has some kind of spinal issue yep. and he ends up quitting football. Thankfully, you know, because the doctors are like, yeah, you don't want to play football and have have this thing going on. And then you have Peyton, who takes on the number 18 in honor of his older brother, Cooper, because that was Cooper's football number. And one thing, Mark, you hit it on the head. You said they're all likable. They're they're incredibly all four of them are incredibly likable. They're even more likable when you get two or three or four of them together. Right. Um, so I think this is a difficult question because all four of them are guys that I think that I would love to sit down and have a beer with or or a few beers with or play golf with. Just like Mr. B said, um, the Manning cast, I, I, is that what they call the Monday night deal? Um, I think so. That sounds right. But when you have Peyton Manning and Eli Manning and they're 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 basically watching a football game, talking about the Monday night game in front of you and you watch that. And I'll tell you what, when I first heard about that and I like Peyton and I like Eli a lot, I find both of them to be incredibly smart and entertaining. 
And even though I find them both to be smart and entertaining, I thought, what a dumb idea. I don't want to watch two guys watch a football game. I tuned in just to see what was going on, thinking it might be a train wreck. And man, I prefer to watch that over the Monday night game, the the regular broadcast. Yeah. And not only that, I the only the only downfall of it is that I find myself watching them and not the actual game. Like I'm no. more entertained by them than the actual football game. I, I what I'd like to do is I'd like to put them on in picture in picture with their sound, but have the game on because I did the same thing. I start watching them and I'm like, crap, I just missed like three plays, and that might have been an interception <laughs> because I'm watching what they're doing. So yeah, there's got to be a way where they can like fix that, but it sounds like we're all on the same page with that. So, so big Nick, you got to give us your your pick there, buddy. Well, the thing here is, I I do want to say like, if for people that have not watched that Manning cast, the it's so brilliant because watching the two of them, it changes the way that you watch the game or the way or your knowledge of the game because they are telling you okay they're telling you what they see that the defense is doing they they're telling you what they would call in this situation and a lot of times the two brothers agree sometimes they disagree on uh what to do in this particular situation but the they are the football IQ on both Eli and Peyton are through the roof and when you well, had Peyton well, on the field go ahead I was gonna say, just their IQ in general, I'm sure, is through the roof. I mean, these are guys that, if at that level, your IQ is probably pretty up there. But yeah, you got guys with you know 20 plus years of NFL starting quarterback experience. That I mean, they're probably even sometimes speaking languages that the average person's like, "What the hell are they talking about?" But they're they're picking up reads and movement movements and motions and. Yeah, it's really fun to see that because that's what they're processing. They're, they're going back to their quarterback days, and they're like, "All right, when I see this guy pull and this guy move, I'm here's what I'm thinking. I might, you know, it's I love that. I mean, that's what gets me fired up. Sometimes one of them will put on a football helmet. They pick up a football. They start throwing it around. They look like they're hiking the ball. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's it's become one of my favorite ways to watch football. Um, Archie, so going back, I'm, I'm going to give a real long answer here, right? Uh, Archie, it is called Manning's, his restaurant in New Orleans, and uh, fantastic place. I was hoping to bump into a Manning while I was there, not going to lie. Um, all four of them are incredibly funny. All four of them are incredibly charming and likable individuals. Uh, Peyton, he's like a, he was like having an offensive coordinator on the field when he was playing. You, you could fire the guy. That you didn't need an offensive coordinator if you had Peyton Manning on your football team. Yeah, Eli Manning, that. I think Eli gets disrespected a little bit. I, I, it's not easy to go out there and win two Super Bowls with the same team. It's not easy, and people sit here and go, "Should he be in the Hall of Fame or should he not be in the Hall?" Of-? He should be in the Hall of Fame. His brother Peyton's going to walk right in. He's going to be first ballot. But I think Eli deserves absolutely to be in the Hall of Fame. I think. Out of the four of them, I think Cooper's probably the funniest one. He he used to do a show that they would show on Sunday mornings before, you know, it was part of the buildup to the NFL games to kick off. And they would have him out with some of the other football players, the active football players, and they're doing little bits and skits and things like that. And Cooper's incredibly funny. But I'm going to go with Eli. I'm going to go with Eli as my pick Ooh, for Eli. favorite Choice, Manning buddy. of the four. Yeah. I follow him on Twitter. He's a fantastic Twitter follow. He's always uh, doing skits and 
and fun things on there. On the Manning cast, he likes to make fun of Peyton a little more than I think he should, but the jokes are always very funny. He's got like 463,000 followers on Twitter. We, uh, Eli. Send a few of those to the Big Kids Show. We need some Twitter follows, please. <laughs> we'll, we'll, ta- we'll tag the you. Big we'll, Kids Show on Twitter. We'll, ta- we'll tag you, buddy. That's right. That's right. Eli's my favorite. My friends here pick Peyton as their favorite. That brings us to our third and final question of the evening, gentlemen. And this one's a loaded one, right? I want to hear it. Give me three different names for each of the following to finish for this year's regular NFL football season. We need you to give us a name for the league MVP for regular season, the defensive player of the year, in your opinion, and who is your rookie of the year. Before we, before we toss this out to Mr. B here, a little, let me hype this up a little bit. Let's start with MVP, right? MVP. Will they honor Thomas Brady in his final football year with the league MVP? Will Aaron Rodgers win three in a row? He's won two back-to-back. Could he win a third in a row this year? Or do we have a situation where we have like a Pat Mahomes did in 2018? Sorry, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Patrick Mahomes did in 2018 and then Lamar Jackson did in 2019. Does some young buck come out and steal away the trophy for MVP? What say you, Mr. B MVP 2022? So I think with MVPs and we'll, we'll fire through these quick because time's getting tight, but um, I think the biggest thing is it's, there's so many factors. It's not only play, but it's, you know, your team's winning record and all this. So, as a Bengals fan, I'm just going to put my hopes into this, and I'm going to say it's going to be Joe Burrow that wins Ooh, the MVP. Joey B. He's got he's got Joey upgraded, football. He's got an upgrade. He's got an upgraded <laughs> offensive line. The defense is looking tough, and he's got maybe the greatest set of receivers in the league. So he's certainly pe- primed to have a shot at winning the MVP. But there's just yeah. so many factors that go into how they calculate that. It's it's a dice roll, and like you said earlier on. Josh Allen is the odds favorite if you were betting, but I think uh, Joe Burrow is like seventh or eighth down the list. So I'm going to go with Joe Burrow for my MVP. I love the pick. And yes, and, and here's the thing. For those that are not super familiar, not super dialed into the NFL, typically this award does go to a quarterback. So don't be surprised if each of the three big kids here pick a quarterback because Vegas would tell you that's where the smart money is picking a quarterback. You can actually bet at a sports betting window on who will win this year's MVP. And as Mr. B said, Josh Allen is the Vegas favorite this year. Mark, who do you pick? So, yeah, and you are right about the quarterback. It's almost guaranteed. Um, I, I mean, to me, there's a handful of guys you have to consider. I think Joe Burrow definitely has to be up there. I'm an unabashed Bengals fan, so probably okay. some bias there. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers always has to be in that conversation, but he doesn't have Devontae Adams anymore, and I think right. that's going to hurt him more than people want to admit because I love Aaron Rodgers, and I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yep. I do think Josh Allen is probably the most likely. I. The, to me, the Bills, as a Bengals fan, when people talk about tough teams in the AFC, I feel like it's going to go through Buffalo. I think Mahomes, obviously, is a very talented quarterback, but he also lost his top weapon in Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill added a lot of yards after catch, you know, and he 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 changed the, the way that their offense is. A lot of yak. <laughs> a lot of yakety yak. 
So I think Josh Allen, I, I think to me, Buffalo's tough. They got a good team. They can run the ball. You know, they got a, a pretty good offensive line. As much as I want to pick Joey B, I'm, I'm dying to pick Joey B. I'll go with Josh Allen and uh, we'll roll with that. I like it. So again, on record, Browns fan, but I would love for Joey B to win it as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Joe, Joe Burrow is one of my favorite players to watch. I think he's one of the most exciting, most electric players in the league. I like, I like the swag, uh, the swagger that he has and all that jazz, but he's not going to be my pick. I'm going to go with Mark. I'm going to go with Josh Allen because oh. I think to, to me, he's one of the most dominant players in the league right now. I, yeah. I actually, I think the bills team is really good from top to bottom, mm-hmm. but I sit there and I look at that team. One of the key factors for me is how good is your team? If I pluck that player off of your team, right? That's, that's part and, of it. Yes. Jo- and, and everybody we mentioned, I don't know how, how far any of them get into the playoffs without their quarterback, right? So, and and I don't just I don't want to just stop at Josh Allen. I think that works for for Josh Allen, for Joe Burrow, for Lamar Jackson. Certainly works for Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I think those five quarterbacks right there, and probably I think Russell Wilson could be scary good this year and might get scary close to that MVP. If Josh Allen doesn't win it, I think maybe we see. Russell Wilson get the Ooh. the trophy. He's done it before. I think he could have a chance of doing it again. But I I'm with you there, Mark. And I'm going to double down on the Josh Allen pick. I think he's he's the smart money. Says Josh Allen. All right, that brings us to Defensive Player of the Year, Mister B. Hit us. So hit us like e- we're like we're a quarterback getting sacked. I don't even <laughs> like to pick him, but he's just like right now so dominant and. I, I I still think he would win if I if I was putting money I'd put down it's Aaron Donald winning Defensive yep. Player of the Year. He just I mean even he's his that good his the players around him are like this guy is just a freak of nature. He's fast. He's strong. He's smart. Um, and on side note, uh, the Bengals had a, a joint practice with the Rams actually this week. So you know when this gets released a few couple of days later, but. Aaron Donald was swinging two Bengals helmets at players. <laughs> so not only is he smart, strong, and tough, he's also scary violent. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with crazy. Aaron Donald as my defensive player of the year just because he just, I mean, he disrupts the game. I mean, yes, even if he doesn't get stats, he may not get sacks, but he he's getting blocked by two guys, sometimes three guys. And he's yeah. still making tackles and and terrifying offensive linemen. So, yeah, I mean, look, there, there's guys like T.J. Watt, there's Miles Garrett, there's a lot of guys out there that are scary, but nobody is as scary as Aaron Donald. I mean, that that's the one guy you don't want to go against, and he's my pick too. I mean, I, I think it's oh, just, nice. I think it's just two hands down to have that guy, especially as much as it pains me. The, what he did on the final play of the Super Bowl. I mean, that is exactly what you expect yep. an elite defensive guy to do is win you a Super Bowl. Make a and play. How many times can you say, I bet that defensive tackle is going to win us the Super Bowl? Nope. I mean, very, that's just, very rarely. It's a silly thing to say, yep. and he did it, you know? So, not that he did it by himself, but it, it, without that play, I mean, you know, Jamar Chase is probably getting a touchdown pass yep. because Jalen Ramsey fell down. So 
he won him the game, you know, and, and, and it's not just that one play. It's constant throughout the whole season. Yep. So Aaron Donald salute to you. Even if you are swinging Bengals helmets, again. Oh, yeah. Watch, watch, watch the clip. It's terrifying that he's ripping helmets good off side, people and, and swinging them at people. But yeah, I digress. Well, and I'll tell you what, I'm going to quote one of my favorite NFL players to, to quote. I think he's one of the most quotable NFL players of all time. Michael Strahan, who said when he, he holds the current NFL sack record and he says, if you don't like it, break it, break my record. <laughs> and I think, uh Oh, here we go. Big Nick coming with the Homer pick Big miles pick. Garrett. Big yeah. Nick pick for defensive player of the year. And I think he challenges, maybe even beats the Michael Strahan NFL sack record. Ooh. Boom. He actually wow. he actually has the highest odds of winning defensive player of the year this year. Then I'm yeah, good. I, I should be working in Vegas, boys. Yeah. No, because <laughs> he's he again, he's just he's a, a freak of nature and he's at the peak of his, you know, athletic ability. He's fast and tall and strong. It's he's these guys that play defensive end are nuts. I mean, I'm a pretty fast guy. These guys are 6'5", 280 pounds, and would run past me. I mean, it's just nuts to think that. Like, like oh, my God, why are you just – So, yeah, I, I like the pick, buddy. I think he has a, he has a good shot. He's, good he's, the, he's the bet if you wanted to bet on defensive player of the year. He's a I would, scary guy to go against. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, you, you definitely pay attention to him and you're like, I hope our offensive tackle is healthy because he's going to need every little bit of help <laughs> that he can get with, with miles. Which I, I hate mean, that, that our, Joe Burr is going to face him twice this year. So I know. don't, I don't like that, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, if I had to go to a number two option, I would actually stay in the same division and go TJ Watt. TJ Watt I would go yep. TJ Watt. Yep. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't want to pick him. Too. Man, that was one of the wettest farts I've ever heard in my yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rookie of the Dance. year. No wet farts here. Mr. B, what is it? So obviously, Who rookie is it? Of the year, it gets tricky because you kind yeah. of get into offensive and defensive, but. Um, the biggest thing I think with offense or just rookie of the year in general is their opportunities. Yeah. Very, very rarely does a rookie get a lot of opportunity unless you're a top, top pick, right? I mean, even when you get into the second round picks, these guys usually they're like, hey, you're going to be, you're going to hang back, you're going to learn the game. So I had, I actually had a bunch of thoughts in my head of who might have a shot, but I think I'm going to go with a guy that, it, uh, it pains me to say, yep. because he's a Michigan kid, but I think Aiden Hutchinson. Ooh, the number two overall pick who went to the yes. Detroit football Lions, yeah. And that's the thing that's weird is like often this choice and, and I should look this up. I don't, I don't know what the, uh, what I don't know much of the history of rookie of the year, but I'm assuming that, it, that a lot of times, at least on the offense, that, that it would typically go to an offensive player. But you're saying you believe there's an offensive and defensive rookie of the year. When they do the awards, I believe they do offensive and defensive just to separate the two because, I mean, it's so rare that unless you're a first-round pick, you're probably not even a starter. I mean, it, to be real. I mean, unless you work in certain situations. But, um, like, I think he's going to start off day one. And, and this guy's... His frame is nuts. I, I, he's six foot seven, two sixty five, and runs a four seven forty. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. That's, a, that's nuts. 
That's so, insane. And so, and then obviously, and he was even the second pick, but I just, I, I have a gut feeling that I think Detroit's going to just say, hey, buddy, we don't know what we're doing. You just go nuts and try to sack people, and we'll see if he can pull out 10 sacks. And, but my, my, my close second was my, my University of Cincinnati cornerback, Sauce Gardner. Sauce. Yeah, sauce. I, I'd like to see how he. No, unfortunately, he's also on the New York Jets and J E T S <laughs> Jets Jets. But, Jets. but he, but he's a huge cornerback. He's six three one ninety as a cornerback. That's a huge. They need help at cornerback too. Yeah. So that's and he, run, he runs like a four four forty. I mean, that's lightning speed for one hundred ninety pounds. So, but yeah, I'm going to go with Aiden Hutchinson as my defensive rookie of the year. Fantastic pick. And we should point out to the listeners here that, you know, most people think of offense when you think of of trying to figure out who would be your rookie of the year. But this was a draft that didn't feature a lot of quarterbacks. Only one taken in the first round. Well, it was a defensive heavy at the top of the first round. Yeah, we had the first, three defensive was five the, was, defensive players in a row. One, two, three, four, five. We had uh Trayvon Walker, defensive end, Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end, Derek Stingley Jr cornerback sauce Gardner cornerback Kayvon Thibodeau defensive end I really like that Kayvon Thibodeau if he can stay healthy he's really yeah. nasty but uh you know I'm gonna go with an offensive player I'm gonna go with a, a bit of a homer pick I really like a lot of the wide receivers that came out of this draft and I know I'm kind of leapfrogging you here Mark but you're just gonna have to live with it buddy I'm hosting I will today. stand by <laughs> sir <laughs> <laughs> stand down, Mark. Stand down. Stand down. Stand down. I'm going to go with Chris Olave. I think he's one of the smoothest yeah. route runners I've seen in, coming out of college. Uh, he's a very impressive wide receiver from the Ohio State Buckeyes. And I think, Bias. I think, well, no, I'm also looking at the situation, right? How much will one team have to lean on a particular player, a particular rookie? And I think that, you know, we, we have a situation where another great Ohio State receiver down there in in New Orleans on the Saints. He's not practicing this week due to soft tissue injury. He got dinged up. He's not been on the field in a long time. Is there it, the Saints? They don't look like they they still got the great defense. The offense looks weak, and I see a lot of third downs, possibly a lot of third and longs. And he might end up being their best receiver. And so I think that that might carry over to him having a very impressive rookie season, Chris Olave. The other thing that scares me, and I and I know there's nobody in this room particularly likes the Steelers, but I also like that uh, receiver that they got early in the second round. George Pickens. I do. I think he looks NFL ready from day one. Uh, so if I had to pick a second choice, it would be him. I'm not going to, not going quarterback this year just because it's a bit of a down class. It is a down class. I think I think George Pickens is interesting. I think he's going to be pretty good. He seems a little immature still, but guys can get over that. I mean, you know, when you come and to we the are. league, you're young. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say to the pot or the kettle or however that works? <laughs> uh, enough said. Yeah, pot, meat, kettle. Um, we got a show called the Big Kids Show. <laughs> I am actually going to go with Aiden Hutchinson as Ooh. well. I, I've been watching the uh, a, f- a big fan of the Hard Knock shows. I've been watching the Hard Knocks on oh, HBO so and seeing him come into Dan the preseason Campbell. game and the first snap 
He sacks the guy. Yeah, you <laughs> like, know, he, first snap in the he, preseason. He, he, he's, he's bringing the thunder in. He's again. I mean, he's already built like an NFL player, and he's yeah. young. He's agile, and he's fired up. I mean, I think he's just gonna. I mean, I think ten sacks is no problem. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I, I mean, I'm kind of with Mr. B. I think our brains are slightly fused together tonight because Sauce Gardner was high on my list. I like uh, the quarterback that went to Atlanta. I don't think he'll get the opportunities. Um, oh, Desmond Ritter, guy, Ritter, yeah. I, yeah. No, Desmond I, Ritter. Well, and that's you know? what I said earlier. It's, it's about opportunities. I mean, yeah. like, because the other guy that I was thinking about that he might have a shot is uh, uh, Kenny, Kenny Pickett yeah. at, yes. at, at uh, uh, the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers. That, I mean, if he gets a shot, because he's really been impressive so far in the first couple of weeks of uh, preseason, but it's just, do these guys get enough playing time to see? And I think you kind of have to guess, like, like you said, Aiden Hutchins going to get playing time. Sauce Gardner is going to get playing time. Chris Olav's going to get playing time, and we'll just see how they do. All right. You heard it here, folks. We talked about football, NFL football from yesteryear. Had a little fun with the Manning family. And we told you who's going to win MVP Defensive Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. And really, the only person that we're hoping will follow us on Twitter is Eli Manning, right? We want some of that Eli action as a follow on the Big Kids Show that's at the Big Kids Show. Thanks for listening to us once again. We are the Big Kids. Big Kids.